On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Thursday, April the 14th. It is Ian Cameron with you. We will be joined momentarily by Andrew McGinnis, Alex P. Smith, and Jimmy Murphy on the show today, ready to break down a massive card on this Thursday. We've got a dozen NHL games on tap, 12, uh, in fact, so it is a loaded card tonight. A lot of playoff implications as well uh, across the board, playoff positioning as teams look to jockey for position, clinch divisions, you know, there's just so much still to be decided here in the final uh, two and a half weeks or so. Actually, uh, more like uh, two weeks left in the regular season because the final uh, night of the regular season is going to be two weeks from tomorrow, Friday, uh, April the 29th. So we really are down the home stretch now uh, here of the uh, regular season and looking forward to uh, breaking down uh, the rest of the uh, regular season, but also very much looking forward to the playoffs as well. So uh, let's start it. We've got a big a slate, no time to waste. We have to move with haste. So let's get to it. We will start with the St. Louis Blues taking on the Buffalo Sabres. We've got the Blues minus 190 uh, road favorites in this game, six and a half being the total right now uh, in this game. The uh, St. Louis Blues playing some outstanding hockey. In fact, these are two teams that on uh, Tuesday night, both of them, uh, cashed in very nicely for me. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, I took them over two and a half, their team total, which has been a go-to a bet for me for several games now with this team. I took them on the puck line at a plus price and, and also the a sprinkle on the money line against Toronto Tuesday night, uh, and they get the job done uh, in a 5-2 to two victory over the Leafs. And look, it's just some teams you, t- you have a tough time against. And for Toronto, that's been this uh, Buffalo Sabres team, and uh, they had a nice performance the other night. So did St. Louis, and it's fitting that Jimmy's joining us just now because he saw that game uh, up close and personal, and it was an impressive win for the Blues, 4-2 uh, over the Boston Bruins, their sixth win in a row. Uh, they continue to play just outstanding hockey. However, they're rolling along. There's everybody singing their praises. Uh, even Craig Berube is happy and saying, you know, a lot of nice gushing remarks about his team after the last game, uh, which, you know, sometimes when he, he when he's on the uh, angry side of things, he can be pretty rough and pretty harsh on his team, too. So I worry about this spot, though, because here you're now playing Buffalo, who are a little, you know, they're playing well, but they're still a, a, play, a team that's not in the playoffs. And for St. Louis, they played, you know, Boston, they played Minnesota, they played these big games. And after tonight, they're going to have a back-to-back uh, set over the weekend with Minnesota and Nashville, teams that are directly in their division, and they're battling with them for points right now in positioning. So, uh, and especially with Minnesota, battling with them for second in the Central, which is going to give one of those teams home ice in the first round. So, those are two enormous games for the Blues, 
do they fall into that, you know, look ahead trap, big win against Boston. You got Buffalo here tonight sandwiched in between those two massive games over the weekend against Minnesota and Nashville. There is some truth to that. And look, Buffalo just continues to be undervalued. So I'm leaning Sabres here. I might only look at the team total uh, over two and a half because I keep finding that that's where the value is. It's only minus 120. You continue to get barely even money with this Sabres team total over two and a half. And it just continues to roll along. I think 11 of the last 13 or something close to that. Buffalo has scored at least three goals in the game, and it has been confirmed that Jordan Bennington uh, will get the start in net tonight for the uh, St. Louis Blues. He was terrific in his last start. We, I, that, that is worth mentioning. It was probably the best game he's played in a very long time. 30 saves on 31 shots in that 6-1 win over the Islanders. But the Islanders, uh, you know, at times don't uh, always consistently put the puck in. I like what I'm seeing from the Sabres. I like the energy they played with. They were definitely fired up and geeked out, geeked up, if you will, for Owen Powers' NHL debut the other night. You can tell they rallied around that, the 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 celebration in the dressing room after that game against Toronto. You can tell they they really got into the fact that this, you know, future cornerstone on the blue line uh, made his first NHL debut with the Sabres the other night. So uh, this is a team that's playing their Butts off every night and a tough team for me to fade, even with this red hot blues team, you know, to lay minus 190 against Buffalo right now. I'm not interested in doing that. So Sabres team total, maybe a little sprinkle on the puck line and money line for Buffalo. The full game over could get there as well, because I'll be honest, I need to see Bennington play well again uh, before I'm trusting him to shut the door here against this Buffalo team. And on the flip side, St. Louis offensively, they're on fire right now. So they should be able to find some goals as well. So the over six and a half, I think, can get there. Jimmy, what do you think here? St. Louis, Buffalo. Sorry, I had to unmute myself. Good to see you, my friend. Absolutely, um, always. Yeah, uh, you know, this is going to be a fun game. I mean, I think uh, a few weeks ago, if we, we looked at this game on a schedule, uh, we would have been like, eh, I don't really want to watch it. But this could be a fun game. Buffalo's playing great hockey. As you mentioned, St. Louis is playing great hockey as well. I think it's going to be a game. I, I'll, I'll confess I haven't had time to write them all down yet, but I have a lot of props ideas for this game. Something I'm really going to investigate as the day goes on. But as far as the game, the over-under go, I mean, I'm right with you. Give me the over in this. Uh, I like it a lot. And then I'm also going to look at the uh, Buffalo team total over uh, as a bet as well. So, And then I'm going to take one more bet on this as well on the side. I'm going with Buffalo. Snap the streak of the St. Louis Blues tonight. All right, like in, I I I agree, and uh, look, Buffalo, St. Louis is rolling right now. I hate the spot. Like this is definitely a concerning spot mm -hmm. because they've got Minnesota, Nashville. Those are huge games in the division. They're you know they're all close uh, to one another in that division, and that Minnesota game uh, on Saturday that St. Louis is playing that's also nationally televised on ABC. You know that's going to be their Saturday afternoon game with McDonough and Ferraro. So that's a huge game right there. Uh, and, uh, you know, this could be the spot where St. Louis maybe trips up a little bit and Buffalo's capable of making you trip up against them with the way they're playing right now. All right. Detroit, Carolina, we, uh, by the way, some props I did want to mention, uh, briefly, cause I'm Robert Thomas, David Perron. Those are the guys you look for, for St. Louis. They've been Tar Tarasenko as well. Who's really started to heat up lately. Buffalo, you know where to go. Mr. Thompson, Tage Thompson's just continuing to find the back of the net. You can't go wrong with Tucker Skinner. If you're interested as well and keep an eye on Peyton Krebs. This is a guy now that's all of a sudden, you know, starting to uh, pick up a little offensive mojo as well. You know, I'd say the last couple of weeks. So 
there's definitely some players I'm interested in from a prop standpoint right there in that uh, Blues and Sabres game. By the way, it actually looks like uh, Owen Power uh, going to get uh, a lot of power, even more power play minutes tonight for the uh, power play time on ice the uh, last game. He only had nine seconds. So they really, really didn't put him on the power play at all uh, in that game uh, against the uh, Leafs uh, in that one. Uh, actually, three minutes, nine seconds. They did, but I think they want to increase his uh, role there on the uh, power play. They've got him already listed on the second unit tonight for the Sabres power play. So if you can find maybe power to chip in a point tonight, yeah, that's definitely something you may want to look at here as well in this Blue Sabres game. All right, Detroit, Carolina. Carolina minus 400 home favorites, six and a half uh, the total. Uh, in this game, Carolina Hurricanes, big win for them Tuesday night against the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, a huge win because it gave them a little bit of comfort, a little bit of uh, cushion, I should say, in the uh, first place battle in the Metro. Although the Rangers closed that gap back down to two points uh, with that uh, win over the Philadelphia Flyers uh, last night. But nevertheless, Carolina, you know. Uh, right now, still up on the Rangers uh, by two points for first place. Uh, obviously, you know, this game could be a potential trap game as well. We talked about St. Louis, maybe. Do they fall into the trap tonight against Buffalo? Because Carolina's playing the Colorado Avalanche on Saturday. How about that for a big game coming up in Denver? Uh, so do you have the focus? Do you have the wherewithal to, you know, take care of business here against uh, Detroit? A Detroit team that, by the way, beat Carolina the last time these two teams played on March 1st, 4-3. to uh, in overtime. So that becomes the big question. I think they should, though. I mean, the Red Wings are definitely not playing great. We have know about the defensive struggles they've had. They gave up four and a 4-1 loss to the Sens, five to the Jackets. Uh, uh, they did beat Winnipeg, but it was a terrible effort from the Jets there. Uh, they gave up three to Boston, five to Ottawa, five to the Rangers, the 11 spot to Pittsburgh. You know, they've had a lot of rough nights at the defensive end of the ice. We've talked about that for a while now. Uh, Carolina, I think should take it, take care of business. It's just not much value. I mean, the team total is four and a half. I don't feel great about betting a team total over four and a half. You could look first period puck line. That might be the only smidget of value you see with Carolina. So I'm not stepping in front of Carolina, but there's not much value to back them either. So probably a game I passed tonight. What do you think Jimmy here with uh, red wings and hurricanes? Yeah, I'm not going near Carolina right now with this game either. It just, it's, it's, on paper, it looks like they should smoke them. You never know, but I look at it right now. Detroit could sneak up on them. Who knows? It's just a game that doesn't interest me right now. Nothing wrong with that at this stage of the year. You're yeah. going to see games like this where you can't back the underdog, and I can't with Detroit uh, here, especially when Carolina lost to them last time. But at the same time, where's the value to take Carolina? Anything regarding Carolina. Puck line, reg line, there's no value. Money line obviously is inflated. Uh, you know, there's just yeah, uh, Vito in our chat, by the way, who's with us on weekends. Has a That's an interesting suggestion there. First period, Red Wings under 0.5 goals. The one thing about Carolina is at home sometimes they really have good defensive first periods, slow starts to games. They've actually been a pretty good under team in the first period. So maybe they shut out the Red Wings in the first. That's not a bad look. Uh, it might be a decent way to go about it if you like Carolina. Uh, in some form tonight. All right, Washington Capitals, Toronto Maple Leafs. We've got the Leafs minus 175 home favorite, six and a half the total. I'll tell you what, Washington's playing good hockey. That being said, Toronto's coming to play tonight. Everybody's mad about the Buffalo game. Nobody's happy. Keep wasn't happy. Players weren't happy about, you know, just the breakdowns defensively, the fact that, hey, for some reason, 
We just can't get it right against the Buffalo Sabres. So I'd expect the Leafs to be a whole hell of a lot better tonight. And Jack Campbell, by the way, returns in between the pipes tonight. He did not start the last couple games. It was Eric Shogren as he uh, nursed a minor injury. But it uh, looks like Campbell's back tonight in net for the uh, Leafs. Uh, everybody else pretty healthy. There are some injury concerns, though, for the Washington Capitals coming into this game. Samsonov, by the way, uh, will get the uh, start in net for them tonight. But Evgeny Kuznetsov. Uh, under the weather with an illness, questionable here uh, for the uh, Capitals. And that's unfortunate because we're talking about a guy that is feeling it right now for the Washington Capitals. How about seven points in the last five games for Kuznetsov? So he has been uh, racking up the points for them and may not play because of this illness that he's got uh, tonight. And also it looks like Dmitry Orlov, lower body injury, may not suit up tonight on the blue line for Washington either. So I just feel Toronto answers the bell tonight and gets the job done. I'm going to take them, but in regulation, uh, get it obviously a lot better price there. You can get uh, Toronto in regulation pretty close to even money here uh, in this game. I think they have a chance to uh, cool off uh, the surging uh, Washington Capitals here tonight in this game. Toronto in regulation, by the way, is right around minus 110, minus 115 in this one. I like the over two, to be quite honest with you. Six and a half. Washington has just been suddenly an over machine. You know, the last uh, couple of weeks, I mean, the numbers definitely do not lie uh, in terms of uh, overs nine and three, by the way, the last 12 meetings in Toronto for the last five Toronto Washington games have gone over the total earlier this year. It was five, three for Toronto, but Washington, Jimmy, they're eight, uh, seven, two and one to the over their last 10 games. Uh, They have been trending that way. Obviously it goes without saying Toronto has been just an offensive juggernaut until the uh, Sabres kind of cooled them off. Uh, the other night in what was a very disjointed, out-of-sync effort. But I think they work on that tonight. They fix it, and you see a better offensive performance from the Leafs. So Toronto and regulation, and I like over 6.5 as well. How about you, Jimmy? Caps, Leafs? Well, you know, I look at this one thing, and I wonder if it is because uh, Samsonov's a net, because uh, he's just been, you know, a nightmare at times for the Capitals and very yeah. shaky, even in their wins. I mean, even that game last week against Pittsburgh, that day game, you know, he wasn't seeing the puck well. First period was terrible. Two of those yeah. goals were just hideous. The final minute when they scored those two goals, Pittsburgh, you should have stopped both of them. Yeah, yeah, and that's been the, that's been the case for him a lot. But luckily, lately, his team's offense has found their game and picked him up. So, um, but I am surprised that, that Toronto's such heavy favorites here, considering you know Washington's coming in on a roll right now. But that just shows you uh, you know where they think Toronto is right now, and and I'm kind of with them. I just don't like that value, so I'm going to go with you on the regulation. Uh, give me the Leafs in regulation. Just get better value there than taking them straight up in the money line. Uh, and I also it, definitely going to go with Matthews here to get two goals or more. Get some good value. I'm looking at plus 250 for that. Uh, I think this is a big uh, head-to-head matchup within the game in terms of Matthews and Ovechkin. Matthews has become the story of the NHL right now. And Ovechkin, obviously, his chase at the record. Uh, is is a story as well. So I think both these guys are pumped up to go head-to-head, but I, I think Matthews comes out on top in terms of that inner battle within the game. And I'm going to go with the over as well in this, uh, just because Samsonov is shaky, like I said, and actually I like the least team total over as well. Uh, you get some good value there. I, I can see them scoring easily five goals on Samsonov. Yeah, I'm not – like he had a uh, – actually, he had a really good – like I say, third period against Pittsburgh, but the first period was a disaster for him. It was like two different goalies, two different uh, levels of performance from the very same goaltender within the same game. So that's why he's, it's uh, it's hard to figure him out. And uh, I think when you look at this uh, game here tonight with the uh, 
Capitals and Leafs. He's obviously facing a very potent team. So Samsonov better plan on playing probably better than he did against Pittsburgh, particularly in that first period, or else uh, Toronto is going to be able to light up the scoreboard a little bit tonight uh, in this game. All right, New York Islanders, Pittsburgh Penguins. We've got the uh, Penguins minus 160 home favorites here in this one, five and a half the total. There are some books that have it less than minus 150, or at least definitely had it less than minus 150 earlier, which is significant for me because when I take a team on the money line, I do not lay more than minus 150. I was able to grab a minus 148 uh, at a couple of books that had it as low as that price uh, a few hours ago. Uh, there are a couple books that still have it just below minus 150. There are some that have it right at minus 150. And then there are some books that have the Penguins as high as minus 155 or minus 160. So uh, make sure you shop around here. But I do like Pittsburgh here. Obviously, they had the loss in the shootout against the Islanders. It's a short turnaround, rapid revenge situation. Islanders got their win at home, uh, you know, found a way uh, in a shootout. Now it's Pittsburgh's turn. Uh, Sorokin. Sorokin's been good. It's not easy to bet against the uh, Sorokin at the moment. Seven and two, his numbers are absolutely spectacular uh, during that nine-game stretch uh, that he's had. Uh, you know, absolutely terrific. He's been uh, 2.4 goals against average. Uh, he's been pretty solid. He did give up four against Pittsburgh, but I'll tell you what, uh, the Penguins badly outplayed the Islanders, badly outshot the Islanders, outchanced the Islanders. Uh, we, we mentioned it on the BetCast. The Penguins had the far superior expected goals numbers, high danger chances, scoring chances overall, all of that in favor of Pittsburgh. So this was a, a very unfortunate uh, loss for them the other night. They deserved the two points. I think they get the two points here tonight back home in this game. Uh, it looks like, in turn, of course, Malkin's still out with the four-game suspension. And there are a couple injury concerns. Crosby, of course, came back a couple games ago, so he's in. But Brian Rust, who's been obviously phenomenal this year, 58 points, 24 goals, 34 assists for Pittsburgh. Game time decision due to an illness tonight for uh, Brian Rust. And the same goes for Evan Rodriguez for Pittsburgh. But Rodriguez has not has cooled off his production lately. Rust would be the big absence if he's not able to go tonight. And of course, as we've talked about previously with Pittsburgh, Jimmy, they've had this little illness and flu bug thing running through the team now for about a week. And it just seems to be lingering around. That being said, even with Malkin out and even with the flu bug running through the team, look at the way they played against the Islanders. I thought they were uh, very good still in that game, deserved the win, outplayed the Islanders. I think they get the two points tonight that they probably deserved on Tuesday night. So we'll go with Pittsburgh here, uh, minus uh, 140. I got minus 148. Again, shop around, get the best of the number. If you don't like laying this kind of moderate price, and but you do like Pittsburgh as I do, you can always look toward the regulation price, which is – Definitely going to give you a little bit more value. Pitt in regulation currently at most books uh, is right around plus 105. So slight plus price with that if you like them uh, in regulation. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Isles pens. I'm going to stay away from the side here. But as you mentioned, Sorokin's been pretty good between the pipes and them lately. Uh, I expect the pens to tighten it up a bit more, especially with Malkin out of the uh, the lineup. They're, think, they're probably thinking more preventive than they are attack. Uh, so I could see them tighten it up the middle there. So I like the under in this game. I know it's 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 five and a half, but it's still I, I like Sorokin's play as of late, and I think it's going to help them uh, get this under. All right, like in the end, plus the last game stayed uh, flew over the total. Let's keep yeah. that in mind as well. And sometimes when you have these rematch and home and home situations, you look for sometimes the reverse game flow to happen the second time compared mm -hmm. to the first game. Which so you had a high scoring game a couple nights ago. Uh, at uh, UBS Arena, the brand new building, maybe you're going to get a little tighter checking 
uh, lower scoring game. And by the way, Jari, not to Smith in that too for Pittsburgh tonight. It was to Smith the other night. So you're going to get Tristan Jari back. Tristan Jari's kind of been a little bit off the last few games. So he needs a bounce back. Maybe tonight he can uh, deliver one for the uh, Penguins here. All right, next game up, we've got Anaheim, Tampa Bay. Uh, the uh, Lightning, obviously, monster favorites, as you would expect, minus 360 uh, to as high as minus 380, actually, in some spots here. Uh, the total six uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this game. Uh, it was definitely the uh, John Gibson show. It was definitely John Gibson's best game. No question about that. Uh, against the uh, in a long time against Florida. He's the reason they got a point. He's a, the reason the game uh, ended up uh, going to overtime. Uh, he was absolutely phenomenal. Did everything he could to steal two points for the Anaheim Ducks. But uh, obviously uh, the uh, Florida Panthers survived. Terrible turnover, uh, by the way, by Anaheim in overtime. Huberto picks the pocket and then just roofs it over Gibson for the overtime winner. So uh, Anaheim totally outplayed. Again, Gibson's the reason they got that game to overtime. We will not see him tonight, though. Anthony Stolarz confirmed as the uh, starting goaltender tonight for the Anaheim Ducks in this game. 55-24 to 24, uh, were the shots on goal for Florida the other night against Anaheim. So that tells you all you need to know. And look, this Duck defense, Jimmy, I've talked about it. No Manson, no Lindholm. Two guys traded away at the deadline. They're scuffling. They really are. I mean, they're having a real hard time sorting out their coverages in the defensive zone, new faces, playing with players that they haven't played with. Deep pairs get shaken up every game. Dallas Akins has changed them pretty much every game. He's trying to find a, a, a three pairs that fits and works, and it's having a, he's having a hard time doing that right now. Uh, and you see what, the, what has happened here with the Anaheim Ducks. They give up five to Carolina, three to Philadelphia, four to Calgary, six to Edmonton. Uh, you get my point. They shut out Arizona, but that's not saying much. Everybody else been able to score goals on them. And really, Florida should have had way more than the three they scored Tuesday night, if not for the heroics of John Gibson in that game. Tampa Bay off a shutout loss, one nothing to Dallas. Give the Stars credit as home underdogs. They stepped up. They needed the two points. Uh, they got over, uh, you know, to the, they got that uh, game uh, that they needed desperately uh, to maintain a wild card spot in the West. And, uh, Tampa Bay was just totally out of sorts that night in terms of passes weren't clicking. The offense wasn't sharp. You know, it was just things were not crisp at all for the Tampa Bay Lightning offensively. Uh, but here they are off a very rare shutout loss. And if you actually look back uh, earlier this year and you see the uh, rare instances where the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning have been shut down, they are usually pretty good to bounce back offensively. Usually when they score one, two goals or fewer, uh, they usually score three, four, five in the very next game. They have a very distinct track record of being a good team to trust, especially offensively when they've been uh, shut out. Look, they got shut out by the Rangers 4-0. They beat Columbus 7-2 the next game. They sh got shut out by Ottawa. They beat L.A. and scored four goals uh, in that game. Uh, they lose 5-1 to Anaheim. They bounce back. They win 7-1 to uh, against San Jose. They lose 5-1 to Pittsburgh. They beat Detroit 3-1. Uh, to uh, so a lot of times where they've scored, you know, a goal, uh, they've seen them bounce back earlier in the season. Last time they did it, they lost in overtime to Boston. They only scored a goal and they woke up and they shut out and blank Buffalo five, nothing. So uh, this to me looks like a Tampa team total for me uh, in this game. If I'm going to get involved uh, in the, uh, in the game in any way, shape or form, the team total is three and a half minus half minus one forty-five. Uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, I think they can get four goals against this Anaheim team. Like I said, they have, are having a tough time uh, at the defensive end of the ice. Uh, they're lacking depth. There's a lot of uh, inexperience. There's guys that are having to fill minutes that 
they're not accustomed to filling. And quite frankly, at this stage of their NHL development, they're not capable of handling. And I'm talking about, you know, players like Mahura and, uh, you know, and Schuster. Schuster's back in the lineup now on the blue line. And he's just a journeyman defenseman now that's been bounced around from a bunch of teams the last few years. In fact, I think he played for Tampa Bay, uh, Andre Schuster at one point, many, many, many years ago. So that tells you where Anaheim's defense is right now. It's not in a good place. Tampa Bay could take advantage. Certainly offense is going to be the focus for Cooper and the players tonight after getting blanked by Dallas. So I like the lightning team total here over three and a half around minus 145. Jimmy, what do you think here? Ducks lightning. Yeah, I'm going to go with that too. I like that team total there and I'm going to go with the over in the game as well. All right. And the uh, full game over here with the uh, Ducks and the uh, lightning tonight. Uh, in this one. All right. Thanks to everyone, by the way, for uh, checking us out today on this Thursday. Massive slate. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Uh, next up, we've got Ottawa and Boston. Uh, we've got the uh, Bruins here, minus 270 home favorites against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, the total in this one currently uh, six pretty much across the board. Uh, this is one that's uh, Boston, I think, is going to play a lot better. You would think so. And uh, But as Jimmy said the other day, Bruce Cassidy wasn't happy and he voiced it after the uh, St. Louis game. How do they respond to it, though? Because this is a team that's got their uh, definitely a ton of issues right now in terms of health, particularly on the back end uh, at the moment. We uh, hinted at that, uh, obviously, on the uh, last show. And now going into uh, or the last time we talked about Boston on this show, which was Tuesday. And now you look at the status of this team going into tonight's game. You're talking about Hampus Lindholm out, Brandon Carlo out. That's trouble. And at first, we thought maybe Matty Grizzlick was going to be out, too. You, we were thinking maybe initially three starting defensemen could be out tonight for Boston. But they have good news, at least, uh, on the uh, Grizzlick front. Uh, he will be back in the lineup tonight against Ottawa. So thank goodness for that, uh, because now at least you only have Carlo and uh, Lindholm out. Uh, at least you get Grizzlick back, so you only have two starting defensemen that are uh, not going to suit up tonight for the uh, Boston Bruins uh, in this one. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, though, Ottawa, we'll see how they fare in this one. They're going to go with Forsberg uh, in net. Linus Allmark, and we've talked about how he's kind of, you know, he's getting more net for a good reason right now. He's been a little bit better than Jeremy Swayman uh, of late for the uh, Boston Bruins. He'll be back in net tonight. And Allmark, I'll tell you what, he is uh, – Nine last nine starts, I should say, or six starts, I should say, for the Boston Bruins. He's got a four and two record, one point eight seven goals against average. That's pretty good. One point eight seven goals against for Allmark in his last six starts. So there's a reason why he continues to uh, get more opportunities in between the pipes. It's that ride the hot hand theory, and right now that's who has got it going right now uh, in net for the uh, Bruins. It's Linus Allmark more than. Uh, uh, Jeremy Swayman at this point in time. Uh, Forsberg in net for the uh, Senators. He was terrific against Detroit, which is good to see because he kind of had a couple, you know, so-so subpar games before that. Gave up three to or to Montreal, got, gave up three to Nashville, five to the Rangers, but he was very sharp against Detroit in that 4-1 win the other night. He'll be back in net tonight. I do think Boston's going to play a whole hell of a lot better. I just got that sense after the St. Louis game. Uh but I'm not laying minus 270 with them. No, there's no way I'm doing that, especially with two starting defensemen out. So it's probably a game I end up staying. I think Chris Otto are in our chat. Well, good to see him in our chat. Might be on to something here. A first period, both teams to score. Do we trust Boston to shut the door in the opening period with two key defensemen out? But at the same point in time, Boston, you would think there's going to be a lot of focus on getting off to a good start. 
getting that first mm. goal of the game tonight, bouncing back after the St. Louis loss. So that's not a bad uh, consideration. I like where Chris is going with that first it's period. Like value on that over the first day. Eh? Yeah. I'm looking I, at I actually like the, uh, I like that a lot. Yeah. The, the first period over uh, in this game uh, is, let me, as I check it here, the first period over is one and a half minus 125. You could go with that. That's not a bad price. I actually like that both teams even better. It's almost plus 200. <laughs> Vito, Vito uh, call, calling out Brandon Carlo. Carlo is terrible. You know, only Lindholm is a real big loss for them, says uh, Vito in the uh, chat. I'll tell you what, Carlo does have issues at times. I will say that, you know, he, especially this year. You know, there's been some plays that he's making with the puck, especially right in yeah. front of his own net. It's like, what are you doing, guy? Uh, you're serving it up on a silver platter for them. You know that, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if, some, you know, you guys can remember Hal Gill during his days in Boston, maybe showing my age here a bit. He was there when I first started covering the team. We're talking like, you know, 03, 04, 05, 06, right after the lockout there. And he had the size and everyone wanted him to be that, that big defenseman and that bruising guy, you know, the stand up to forwards at the blue line there. And it just wasn't him. He did, he did. He did good things, but he wasn't doing what everyone expected of him, and he could never find his game there. And, of course, he goes to Pittsburgh and becomes that shutdown guy there for them, especially in that playoff run in uh, in 09. So I, I kind of see Brandon Carlo like the new Hal Gill in Boston. It's just he's a very frustrating player. He has a lot of capability. I don't think he has enough confidence in his puck-moving skills. Um, but then again, he doesn't play physical enough. He doesn't use that body enough, and I, I'm with him. I mean, I, they're mi- they're going to miss the body. Uh, you know, in terms of having a veteran body back there, but I don't necessarily think they're missing Carlos game too much. No, no, it's just, it's not so much they're missing. Well, especially with the kind of season he's had a lot of ups and yeah. downs. He's running out of bodies. That's the problem. Yeah. It's who's going to fill the minutes. You know, do you have right. someone that's adequate enough to fill the minutes? Now uh, that, that being said, you, you put a guy in, I don't know if you saw their pairing. Now they're going to put Josh Brown with Grizzly there. So Brown yeah. be on the right, Grizzly on the left. Yeah. And you know, that's exactly what I was just talking about. So maybe they're trying to get some grit in there. And I, I think that's a good matchup. I would I'd maybe sprinkle a little something on Grizzly to get a point in his first game back after missing a game, just because I think he's going to, he's going to feel freer to, to sprint into the play, to activate into the play because he knows he has a better stay at home guy behind him in Josh Brown than Brandon Carl. And he's going to be power play two tonight for the Boston Bruins. Yep. Second power play unit. He's going to be on that group. Looks like he'll him, Riley, Coyle, Felino, and Howler are going to be the second group. And of course, the first group's untouchable. Bergeron, DeBrusque, Hall, McAvoy, Marshawn. Uh, of course, that'll be altered once Poster not comes yes. back. But uh, definitely, uh, the, he's going to get power play minutes. And anytime you see, you know, you see a defenseman that's going to get power play minutes uh, suddenly, and Grizzlick's going to tonight because he's going to be on the second unit. Uh, let me see if they've got his uh, points prop listed. That's definitely something to consider. Um, I'm going to look at that first period, both teams to score in this one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that as well. And I'm not going near the side, though. I mean, I, I do expect the Bruins, this could be just with the doctor order, and they could just unload because they got ripped by their coach the other night. Yep. But I, I just don't want it. You know, it's something in-game, you know, maybe, but I'm not going near that. But, yeah, a lot of props could be good in this. Uh, look at that. I can't find it anywhere right now, Ian. I don't know if you can for Grizzly, but – and another guy to look at, I'm sure you're not going to be able to find. He just got called up from Providence. He's been ripping it up for him. And that's Jesper Froden, who's going to play in the second line with Taylor Hall and Eric Halla. Uh, yeah. You know, whoever's been slotted into that right wing slot there, I know mostly it's Posenak, but since Posenak's been hurt, they're doing pretty well. So th- that could be a guy to look at as getting a point. You probably get 
astronomical figures there because nobody knows who the hell he is. That's right. Just like we talked about with Matt Ben. Well, Matt Beniers, we knew what he, who he is, but the odds yeah. makers didn't because they had him the plus one forty to get a pointing. Well, oh, the guy you won on. What's the guy you won on for New Jersey? Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about him when when we get to the New Jersey game again tonight. But there you uh, go. yeah, there we go. I mean, the, these are the these are the situations I love. It didn't work out last night with Kent Johnson. I mean, for, for Columbus, he didn't mm-hmm. really chip in, even though they won the game against Montreal. But it's still the situation I look for. You got these college kids or these young kids that all of a sudden get not only thrown into the lineup, but the top six forward group. And when you see that, you know, they're going to get minutes. They're going to get yep. maybe power play time. And that, that's why you jump on any props you find with a player in that spot. Yeah. Look, I mean, look the look they're giving Mark McLaughlin. Yeah. Over the last couple of weeks, right? I yes. didn't expect I thought he was going to be one of these guys that went straight to Providence, come up maybe for an injury, but here are the injuries. And so now he's getting a real look and the coaches seem to like him. I know they moved him down to the fourth line right now, but he's playing his natural center spot. Um, so I, you know, those are guys I'd look at in a game like this. Uh, some guys that'd be given a chance to prove themselves and want to stick for the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, by the way, it, it just continues to uh, roll along too, like a uh, clockwork. You got to lay minus one forty-eight, but McAvoy point. I mean, my goodness, this guy. Well, I mean, he it seems... snapped the other night, though, right? Yes. I don't like taking guys after a long point streak is snapped. They kind of yeah. go the yeah. other way for a few games, so I'll, I'll stay away from that. Yeah, I still like it because yeah, I think you get Boston. You get a good effort uh, from Boston tonight yeah. after what happened against St. Louis on uh, Tuesday night. We got Andrew McGinnis with us now. Welcome in uh, Andrew. What do you think here with this uh, Ottawa Boston game? Yeah. Uh, you know, one of those situational spots here and uh, I'm not going to lie guys. It's been a tough go for me over the past couple of days in the NHL after a really good run. Um, and I guess I haven't been keeping it like the old fashioned saying is simple, stupid, you know, and I I've been, I think overcomplicating things a little bit. Um, you know, we talk about these must win spots and not exactly just must win, but just kind of good spots for teams. And it really does set up, I think, for a good spot for Bruins and regulation here. And I think they're motivated in this one. I think they'll play well uh, at TD. And, you know, I, I, one thing I like about the Bruins as well as as much as, you know, the top guys can can play well, as Jimmy will say, and of course you as well, Ian, they play their best when a lot of guys are getting high shot counts and, and not just the top guys are, are shooting the puck. And I think we're seeing that tonight with the Bruins and, the Senators, you know, I talked about their youth and how well the top six is playing, but I don't think they can hang with the Bruins in this matchup. So uh, I do like the Bruins in regulation. As far as that uh, first game in the rotation order, St. Louis-Buffalo, I am on the over six and a half. I have passed Detroit and Carolina, and uh, I could go on and on about the Washington-Toronto game, but uh, I am on the over in that game as well. Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm with you on the overs in those two games you mentioned, Buffalo yeah, and uh, Toronto. Little- Interesting stat I'm finding. Uh, the Bruins just sent out their game notes and everything a little late today. Usually they come at 8 a.m. But uh, there's an interesting stat here. I didn't, I've never realized this. The Bruins take the most shots in the second period. Hmm. And when I say the most shots, it's drastically more than the first or the third. The Bruins are at uh, right now 911 sh- shots in the second period versus 858 in the first and 838 in the third. Huh. Take that for what it's worth. I don't know. Yeah, they're the All second right, so period. We'll Bruins second period money line. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, second period money line. Yeah. Although that, I don't think that worked against St. Louis, but I hear what you're saying. They are, uh, they're definitely a team that has uh, been uh, putting the puck on net. They've gotten off to time slow starts. We remember what Carolina. I still remember that game from months ago in Boston. Carolina just oh, puts the boots to them. That was the night they retired. Uh, Willie O'Ree. Willie O'Ree. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they've had their share of slow starts at times. Uh, Boston. So it kind of makes sense that they're a little bit more assertive. 
uh, in the uh, second period yeah. uh, when mentioning that stat for sure. All right, uh, Islanders, Pittsburgh, Anaheim, Tampa. Andrew, what did you do anything with those games? Oh, my bad. I missed those ones. Uh, yeah, I have nothing with Tampa and Islanders, Pittsburgh. Well, it's one of those things where you guys know I've been high on Pittsburgh and I talked about their their big schedule they had and it was a real tough one. Um, a lot of big games in that against tough teams. And, you know, to admit a mistake here, I guess one thing I can kind of say is that although it was against, you know, that that previous game they lost against the Islanders was against a weaker team, I thought they could get it done. Maybe they needed a little breather after all those tough games they had, and that was still kind of a tough one for them. Um, but I'm going to take them again tonight uh, in regulation. So, um, you know, a lot of people could say, look, hey, this, this guy's betting the Pittsburgh Penguins a lot. Uh, recently but different goaltender of course um, different spot and uh, now a revenge angle here and um, I, I think that you know if, if they don't win this one or give a real good effort here in the first period um, I do begin to be concerned about them because I gave them a break because they you know how many hard teams they face but there has to come to a point where you step up and, and play a real real good game you know not not an overtime game not a shootout game you know a real good one so um, yeah, that's what I'm on here. Pittsburgh and Reg, nothing in that Anaheim Tampa game. Well, you know this all too well because we mentioned it Tuesday night, and I said it minutes a few minutes ago when we talked that Islanders Penguins game. Uh, Penguins deserved a better fate, obviously, than a yeah. shootout loss the other night. Uh, had all the chances, all the high danger chances, expected goals margin was lopsided, shots were lopsided uh, in Pittsburgh's favor. It just uh, didn't pan out. Uh, you give you give you give something close at least to that kind of game tonight from the Penguins. Uh, it's probably a different result tonight. So, and at For home, sure. of course, instead of on the road. And now a second look at Sorokin. Sorokin's been great, but second look at him tonight. Maybe uh, uh, Pittsburgh's got a little bit better uh, opportunity here against him to find the back of the net. Edmonton, Nashville, Nashville minus one twenty, uh, slight home favorites here in this game. Total six across the board here in this one. Uh, Edmonton just. Uh, not good. It was probably one of their worst games in a, in a while because the one thing we've seen from the Oilers lately is pretty good performances, even in the losses, you know, especially the Colorado game. They actually should have won that game. That snapped a six-game winning streak uh, for Edmonton, and it also snapped a home winning streak for them. And then they went on the road against Minnesota, and they ended up uh, losing 5-1. Uh, to one. Uh, It's not our best game. We didn't come away with any points in a tough building. We can play better. It was a rough night. It was not on one or two people. We'll address it and get better. So obviously it was a tough game for uh, Edmonton. And now they got to go to uh, Nashville, who obviously are still playing with uh, a ton uh, of motivation, knowing that they're still trying to uh, lock up their wild card spot at the very least uh, in the uh, Western Conference. And uh, boy, they had all kinds of uh, chances to bury San Jose early, but it was one of those weird games the other night where they just couldn't fish their chances. You know, then they had a bunch of them early, and it took finally until overtime for them to finally get a the uh, lone goal in that game and beat the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, but certainly they played well enough to win, even though the score, you'd think, what are you doing struggling with San Jose? But really they played a solid game. It could have been a totally different result if they have a little bit better uh, finishing ability around the front of the net. I kind of like Edmonton early in this game. I think the first period you're going to get a good effort from Edmonton here. And look, it's not like uh, Nashville was able to put away San Jose in the opening period the other night. So I don't know if I trust Edmonton to win the game because I find Nashville, especially at home, they get stronger as it goes. But I think Edmonton in the first period, I'm interested. I'm interested in them off that really bad game against Minnesota. I think they're much better than that. They've played much better than that for the majority of the last couple weeks. 
Uh, I think Edmonton, I lean to them full game, but I like them especially in the first period here. Edmonton to have a good, strong start, something they did not have, obviously, against Minnesota the other night. Uh, so the first period, I'm interested in the Oilers here. Jimmy, what do you think? Edmonton, Nashville. Yeah, I would think that Edmonton's going to bounce back too. So I'm going to take them straight up in this game at even money there on the money line. And I also am going to go the other way. I don't know why with these two teams. I probably shouldn't be doing this. It's just a gut instinct. I'm taking the under six. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. It's always a, uh, it's always a, I don't know why I'm doing this when you take an under and you see Mike Smith uh, is going to be yeah. in net for the Edmonton Oilers. I understand that for sure. Uh, as they continue to go back and forth between Koskinen and Smith. But look, Koskinen wasn't great uh, the other night. And the one thing about Smith, he's put four straight wins on the board in each of his last four starts. He's had a very good month of April, 2.24 goals against average, 932 save percentage. Good numbers out of Mike Smith here in April. So I actually didn't mind it. I looked at it and I said, wait a minute, Mike Smith's actually had a nice month so far. I don't mind it, him being in net here tonight for the Oilers. So like I'm with you though on the side Edmonton. I like I'll probably end up taking the full game too, but I really am zoning in more on that first period because I think that first 20 minutes is imperative because first 20 minutes they lost the game right then and there. Edmonton against Minnesota with that slow start the other night. By the way, I I actually kind of like the little back and forth with uh, Hartman and Kane uh, the other night. It's you know it's animosity. It's bad blood. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, as, as nobody don't don't tell the world that in 2022, there can't be anything bad going on. I mean, nobody can flip anybody off well, anymore. So, well, that's the thing. People <laughs> act like they've never seen a middle finger flip by someone to someone else. I mean, my gosh. I mean, if you've been living in a freaking a tunnel or a we're at, we're head, to World War Three and people are flipping out over this. You, you know, what, you I know mean, what the irony is over this is that the fact that everybody wants to make fun of Evander Kane, but then if you look at what they're doing and it kind of makes them look bad too. <laughs> like everyone's like, he's such a bad person. He's such a, in all kinds of other words, I won't say, but then doesn't that make them also a bad person <laughs> for, for saying that stuff about him? I mean, <laughs> I guess I agree. And you know what else too? I'll say this. I can't stand Evander Kane. I made that very clear in this show. I just, I just don't think he's a good person, plain and simple. And that's it. But he's been utilizing what you're talking about, Andrew. He's been utilizing the fact that everyone is out to get him and yep. he's not well-liked and he's getting under guys' skins and he's drawing more penalties uh, mm. and power plays for the Edmonton Oilers. And, uh, you know, I always say I'll give credit where it's due. I don't like to give him credit, but you gotta you got to acknowledge it. He, he's doing a good job of getting under the opponent's skin. Yep, and that's one of his best attributes. It, it really is. Yeah. Other scoring, obviously, he can give you a really good offensive component, uh, no doubt, but definitely being able to uh, agitate and, and draw an extra penalty or two. Now, he's also taken a lot of penalties, Kane. I still remember that one game. I think he took three penalties in a row, uh, and it was uh, insane to see it. But And I like the back and forth that they had in the press conference after the game where Kane <laughs> is saying, you know, it's a bunch of small guys there, you know, you know, at the – basically uh and then of course hartman comes back and says well no one you notice no one came to his defense who defend that guy you know yeah. <laughs> for Edmonton. Did you see this somebody yeah. in the message room is saying that uh woo 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 kenny woo is saying that uh kane's great uh, a little bit crazy ex-wife i'm now convinced yeah she's I, I saw crazy. that i saw that online yeah, yeah. Then <laughs> a venmo amount of money to ryan hartman's venmo account to help him pay for the fine that he so was pretty much kane sent that money to him yeah, exactly. She's doing, it to, she's doing it to screw with him. Yeah. So, yeah. So she yeah. sent Evander Kane's money, pretty yeah. much. Pretty if Harvard's single, he may want to ask her out. I'm sure she'd do it just to piss Evander off. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, actually, a good point by occupancy. I saw this, but to me, it, it's something that probably should have just. It should be something that happens anyway. Uh, if we could pull it up, Ian, on the screen, occupancy said uh, Hartman's donating all that money to the Minnesota Children's Hospital. Yeah. Um, that people are Venmoing him. He said, yeah. "Everybody, thanks for the donations for my fine, but I'll use my own money." I mean, come on! Like, I hope you were. I hope you would not use that money. Come on! Like, that's yeah. like yeah. that's like five bucks to us. Like, that's right? Yep. Here's the thing I gotta say, guys. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. No offense. I'm not trying to be condescending, but. Like everybody's scrapping right now. It must be nice to have money that you can help, you know, your favorite athlete and, and Venmo it because he got a fine. I mean, put your money to something better than that. These guys can afford the fine. Like it's exactly, come on. Yeah. I know. Cool. Get a life. It's kind of like, uh, I see these, like the trend, like I see people say on Twitter, like, uh, if you're at like a Starbucks, like drive through or, or Tim Hortons here in Canada and you pay for the person behind you, it's like, don't pay for the person behind you tip the person that's working. Like the person behind you is there because they can afford to be there. Like, tip the person <laughs> yeah. like don't feel cool about the, you know, working is, the poor person yeah working yeah. Kane. yeah yeah exactly and Cheshire cats trust me i promise you i'm not defending evander kane i'm just kind of saying no, that just observing. things go both no. ways you know no, no he's oh, still true. an asshole we agree <laughs> also i i don't know much about ryan hartman but i haven't seen anything great about him ever <laughs> he always seemed yeah. to be getting in scuffles what do you yeah, know about him Marsh. jimmy He's a Martian type player. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, he, he gets in the middle of it. He instigates. He agitates. He looks to get under the skin yep. and draw penalties and, uh, you know, get, you know, get someone to lose their cool. That, you know, which Marshawn's done a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. I will say Marshawn will sometimes actually drop them, though. Like if he has to, Marshawn will drop the mitts. He won't yeah. hide behind a linesman. Yeah. No, no, he, he will. That Sometimes that's his problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm on the first period no, over. We're I laid the juice. I'm on the first period over. I think we'll get an immediate, okay. uh, you know, uh, fast pace from both clubs here in this one. And I do like the full game, but I'm just going to go ahead with the first period here. All right. First period over here with uh, Edmonton and uh, Nashville for uh, Andrew. All right. Minnesota and Dallas. We've got the uh, Minnesota Wild minus 120 road favorites, six the total in this one. I do lean Minnesota. I mean, I know Dallas is the team that's desperate, hungry, needs the points, battling for their lives, hanging on right now. Uh, to that uh, second wild card spot, which they still possess, by the way. Uh, they are three points ahead of Vegas for that spot. They actually have a little bit of breathing room now, not just a little. Uh, and they have a game in hand as well on Vegas, you know, because Vegas only picked up a point in that uh, overtime loss to Vancouver uh, the other night. So uh, definitely this is a big, uh, big game, obviously, for Dallas. But uh, Minnesota has a lot at stake, too. They're locked in a tie with St. Louis for second in the Central. Winner of that game you know, is going to get or winner of the or sec, whoever gets second place is going to get home ice advantage uh, in the uh, next round or in the first round of the playoffs. So that's significant. Uh, and I just I just think Minnesota is a better team and this price is too cheap to bet against them. I, I need better them. Like I can understand taking Dallas against Tampa. You got a plus 140 plus 145 even in some spots there. Dallas at even money here against this really good Minnesota team that uh, still has a lot that they uh, are playing for right now. It's a very impressive back-to-back wins against uh, uh, L.A. and Edmonton. Uh, very, very good uh, showings in both of those games. The one thing about D- Dallas, we've seen this before as well from them, the inconsistency. You know, they could very easily follow up a one nothing terrific shutout over the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, the two-time defending champions, by laying an egg tonight. Or like having a New Jersey-type game where they lose 3-1 to the devils, obviously, like they did last weekend, very capable of that. 
uh, this Stars team. And uh, I've just seen so much inconsistency that it just feels like the, they could very easily lose this game, in my opinion. So I'll be honest. I like Minnesota. I'll be on them here. Minus 120 is short road chalk uh, in this one. Uh, what do you think here, Jimmy? Wild Stars. This is one of this is a tough one, guys. It really is. It, it, like this is one of those that could go either way. And when I have that feeling, I like to do the draw. So give me the draw. Uh, definitely, uh, it probably will be a tight, tight, tight game. Uh, we've seen a couple of games. We've seen, by the way, four of the last ten Minnesota games have gone beyond regulation. So you like your chances? That's forty percent. You know that, that makes that draw bet look definitely appealing when you're talking about you know plus three twenty five. Uh, the price with that. So Jimmy, like in the draw, maybe we get beyond regulation tonight here in this game, Andrew, uh, Minnesota, Dallas. Yeah. You know, guys, I just, uh, I don't believe in this Dallas team. You know, I, I think they're inconsistent. I think they put up a good game here and then a flat spot there. And, but the, the irony is, as you guys know, playoff hockey is different than regular season hockey. So the irony is, if they squeak into the playoffs, albeit they'll have a ridiculous matchup, they are a better playoff team, physical, win-low scoring games. And it is impressive to see the one nothing victory the other day. No doubt about it. I wanted to mention something to you guys that you might find kind of interesting here. On FanDuel and on DraftKings, you can get uh, roughly plus 580, plus 590 here. You bet it. That is for Dallas to miss the playoffs. Plus 580 right now. Um that's tempting guys. I mean, look, that, that's a strict value standpoint here for them with not a great schedule coming up. And we can see if we can, you know, they're playing some higher scoring teams like Minnesota. And you already know if Minnesota wins tonight, all of a sudden that price changes immediately. Um, I might get a little sprinkle on that plus 580 for Dallas to miss the playoffs as they're currently sitting in that last spot could be a decent one. So um, I, I just think it's nice value on that as well. Um, and the irony is too, actually, if you look at it, you can get plus a thousand for Nashville to miss the playoffs. You need a lot of things to happen, uh, for that to happen, but pretty good odds there. But I do like Minnesota tonight. Uh, I am on them. Uh, they're scoring goals. I believe in flurry and, uh, Wedgwood in net. Look, um, I, no, just like Chester. I can't believe saying. they're doing this. I mean, I know he played great yeah. against Tampa and he had a decent game against a really good game against Toronto. Shocking. But Rick Bonus said weeks ago, Jake Ottinger is going to be the guy down the stretch. Mm -hmm. He's going to get all the big games for us that we need to try to get into the playoffs. Well, that's obviously not the case anymore. Well, I worry about the rebound running. control. That's what I worry about with him and with, with Wedgwood even. Yeah. I, I think Wedgwood's a good goaltender. Don't get me wrong, but. I think the Wild are going to just pepper with shots. I mean, Jimmy gave us those great uh, numbers there with the Bruins shots there, and I think that Minnesota is a great shot team as well. If I was to be yeah. a shot prop guy in the playoffs especially, I'll be looking at some Minnesota Wild players with that. So I am on the, the, the Wild tonight. Yeah. This reminds me of Casey DeSmith the other night against the Islanders. He was, he was very good the game before against Nashville. He's the reason uh, his play allowed Pittsburgh to come back in that game and win it. He couldn't follow it up with another good game against the Islanders. Why is that? Because he's a backup goalie. That's what he is. <laughs> this reminds me of the same Why thing tonight with uh, Dallas, with Wedgwood uh, tonight for them. He was great against Tampa. Fantastic. But now you're opting to put him back in for a second straight start. All right? And you're still a backup goalie for most of your career if you're Wedgwood. And a lot of times they have the great outing the first time and you go back to them the very next game because you feel you're trying to ride the hot hand and you just don't get that same performance from your goalie. 
in this spot. So yeah. uh, that's what I'm worried about with Wedgwood tonight. Uh, kind of like what we saw again with DeSmith against the Islanders after he was brilliant against Nashville uh, on Sunday. So uh, guys, I just not to go back to that Bruins game, but I am, I'm looking at all these notes getting ready. Sure. Talking here. And here's another interesting stat. And I'm yes. not saying to jump all over the senators at that. I mean, it's over the Bruins at that value. I mean, it's, it's not good value, but if you can utilize this info here, then do it. The Ottawa Senators have not won in Boston since April 23rd, 2017, when they knocked the Bruins out of the playoffs with a 3-2 overtime win in game six of the first round. Yep. Since then, they've gone 0-7-0. and yep. Wow. Good stuff, Jimmy. Not good. Yeah, I, I, I saw that, too, that in Boston, they've had a tough time. Yeah. There's no doubt. Like I say, that game was very easy pass for me from a side perspective. Yeah. I, I think Boston plays better, but I ain't laying any price with them. There's not a ton of great value with them. Uh, and I'm not taking Ottawa either. So that was an easy call there. All right, San Jose, Chicago. We've got the uh, Sharks minus 120 road favorites, five and a half the total in this game. These are two bet against teams for me pretty much. Right. But tonight I'm making an exception. I think there's a reason to step up and back one of them. And the team I'm back and believe it or not, is the Blackhawks here mm. uh, at plus 100 at home. This is the same situation that we saw with the Buffalo Sabres just a week or so ago. We, we, I think it was either last week or two weeks ago when they honored Rick Jenneret, their legendary broadcaster. And he's been there forever, 50 years. And they did a ceremony for him before the game. They honored him before the game. And the Sabres went out there and they beat Nashville 4-3. I think they got off to like a 3-1 to lead uh, early in the uh, first period of that game as well. I mean, they really had a, like, look, we want to send out this guy the right way. You know, he's a 50-year broadcaster for the team. And mm-hmm. Buffalo brought you that kind of inspired effort. Tonight, we've got that with Chicago. This will be the final game for Pat Foley, the legendary television voice of the Blackhawks tonight. 39 years with the team, although there was that little time that he was not with the team for a few years because the moron ownership fired him. And there was a whole big, you know, backlash from the Blackhawks fans from that, for that. And they ended up. Is that when they went to home games? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's back in those the crazy team thinks they're going to make money. Oh, we'll make people watch more on TV. We'll get better ratings. Yeah. What? Yeah, that was back when there's some really bad times for the Blackhawks, back when they did that to Foley. <laughs> but they quickly rectified their mistake. They brought him back, and he's, of course, been back through the all those great Stanley Cup years they've had the last uh, 10, 12 years or so. But anyway, it's his last game tonight. Uh, they're going to be doing something pregame for him, ceremony, because this is actually his final game. Like he is not doing the remainder of the Chicago games this year for uh, on their TV games, the play-by-play. This is it for Pat Foley. So uh, I think there's actually a little. You're always looking for these bad teams that are struggling. Just give them a little hint of inspiration to finally, you know, step up and be better. This could be that spot for Chicago. And look, it's not like they are playing, you know, Dallas or they're playing some of the teams they've played lately on their schedule. They're playing a San Jose team that's struggling just as much as they are. Uh, right now the San Jose Sharks can't get out of their own way Ah, it was a respectable effort against Nashville losing in overtime the other night but they still got badly outplayed uh, in that game 41-25 were the shots in favor of Nashville they've lost uh, seven games in a row coming into this game I know Chicago's lost eight in a row so someone's got to win tonight I just think you can give me a slight home dog price uh, plus 100 plus 105 with Chicago given the Foley uh, tribute tonight in this final game calling uh, the television uh, broadcast for the Blackhawks, 39 years. I think Chicago gives you a little something extra tonight, and it's enough to beat this 
San Jose team. So I like Chicago here, plus 100. I like the over two, uh, five and a half. I, I, I will always be interested in a Chicago over right now with this team at five and a half. So they can still put a puck in the net, but their defense and their goaltend doesn't even matter if it's Lankinen or Delia. Both guys not oh, capable right now for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Delia, you're breaking my bankroll. Shaking my You're breaking my bankroll. Oh, man. So I like the over and I like Chicago. A situational play that they show up tonight for Mr. Foley on his final call, final game in the broadcast booth for the Blackhawks tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think? San Jose, Chicago. Well, well, as the guys are pointing out in the chat room here, Ian, I think we kind of said the same thing might happen from Arian Hosa the other night. That didn't go so well. Uh, so I, I don't know whether true. Like, that's an excellent point. I mean, they were supposed yeah. to be inspired for Hosa. Yeah. They get I shut out at home by the Seattle crack and yeah. maybe I'm talking nonsense here. We'll see I, I mean, I, I hope they are. I hope, you know, for his sake, he seems like a good guy. Even the times I've met him, he seems like a great guy. So I hope they win for him, but I'm going to stay away from the side and just take the over. All right. There we go. All right, Andrew, anything for you here in this, uh, Toilet bowl of the night in the NHL. Seven game losing streak team and an eight game losing streak team. San Jose, Chicago. Yeah, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, I love, I love that you call it that, though. I've been calling it that's that, those gains that for years, but uh, nothing for me, guys. All right. Uh, nothing wrong with that. All right. Vegas. I don't think I played a San Jose Shark game in months. Yeah. Like side or total. I think I've just like, I don't think I've played anything to do with them in months. Maybe it's been, uh, I've missed out on some money, but I just haven't played them. All right, yeah. It's uh, sometimes it's good to stay away from certain teams. It's, it's no more like playing that. the Barracuda than the Sharks these days. Yeah. So. <laughs> All well, right. It was a while when it was the Montreal Rocket, eh, Jimmy? When it wasn't the <laughs> Canadians. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, Vegas and Calgary. Uh, great game here. Calgary minus one sixty home favorites, six the total. What a rescue by the Calgary Flames, and what what a call by a lot of us liked it on the Betcast right before we shut it down on the Betcast Tuesday night. People in the chat liked it. I liked it. We pulled the trigger on it when it was, what, 3-1, to one, I think, for Seattle after the second mm -hmm. period the other night. We all jumped on Calgary, plus 450, uh, live money line, uh, and they ended up roaring back in the uh, third period uh, and beating Seattle uh, a couple of nights ago. They woke up. Uh, they took care of business, obviously, after a bad first two periods and got the win uh, in that game. Credit to them. Uh, we know this Calgary team for uh, weeks now has been just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, no question about that. A great third period comeback for them. Uh, as, and uh, Look, it's not easy to go against the uh, Flames right now. Uh, there's no question. But you look at where they are in, their, in the standings, they're in a pretty comfortable spot. You know, they're going to win the Pacific Division. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, they're also gonna, not going to catch Colorado for first overall. Uh, in the uh, Western Conference. So they're in a spot where they're locked in pretty much just about to where they're going to be uh, come uh, playoff time as first place in the uh, Pacific Division. For Vegas, this game, and uh, this is kind of like Tampa-Dallas for me, where I would probably have to lean to the plus price with the underdog here in this game. It's just, it's just such a more vital, critical, important game for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight than it is for the Calgary Flames. And Vegas, tough loss the other night against Vancouver. It was one of those games where, look, Leonard's got to be a little bit better uh, in that game than he was. Uh, Vegas actually dominated the third period. Demko was very strong. Uh, they just couldn't finish enough of their chances in that game. A little wayward with the puck. Just that clinical finish, as I always said, Nashville didn't have it the other night. 
uh, for the most part. And Vegas kind of didn't have it the other night uh, against Vancouver. But, you know, for Vegas now, they're three points back at Dallas for that final spot. And Dallas still has a game in hand. So you've got to you've got to come out like this is a, a game seven of a playoff series tonight. Uh, if you're the Vegas Golden Knights, and I think they will. So I'm going to do a little sprinkle on both Vegas first period money line because I could see Calgary, you know, another reason for them to be flat. They beat Seattle the first time, come back home facing that same team. They weren't ready. They weren't sharp from the beginning. Uh, and now, of, of course, you've got a potential for that again tonight because you're off this crazy comeback against Seattle uh, the other night. So you could be just, you know, not exactly sharp to begin this game either. And I think Vegas will be, especially after – dropping the last game uh, in overtime against Vancouver. So I'm going to do a little Vegas uh, first period money line split here in this game. Of course, we know this team's finally starting to get healthier as well. Really, it's only Riley Smith, Nick Hague, uh, out for, and Carrier out for this team, and Brett Howden, and they're more depth players. They've got, obviously, Pacioretty's back, Mark Stone's back now, and for Stone, this will be his second game back. And I always say, you're better with a game under your belt now than just coming back for that first game after a long stint Due to in away due to injury. So I think you'll see an even better Mark Stone tonight for the Golden Knights. I just think at this price, there's value. And Calgary is Calgary's at the zenith of value right now. There's none. You know, they have been laying astronomical prices for weeks, if not a, a solid month now. And this looks like one of those spots, too, where there's ample value on a Vegas team that I think brings their best. Whether that's enough to win is another story, but I think we get a great effort from Vegas here. It's all I can ask for at a plus 140. Jimmy, what do you think here, Golden Knights and Flames? Well, I, I'm thinking this is a good game to watch, too. I'm going to obviously have to be focused. Uh, I'll probably be in the third period by the time it starts for the Bruins, but I'll watch the latter half of this game for sure. Uh, I, I like both these teams. This could be another draw here, but I'm going to go with the Vegas Golden Knights on this one. I, I, I like the underdog here. I like the way they're starting to feel. Um, have we got a starting goalie yet for uh, Vegas? Uh, in this game, we've got no confirmation yet. We know it's a it mark from for Calgary, but uh, I'll tell you uh, what, it was a bad start for Leonard. He, he settled oh, in, but it wasn't a good start. For I'm him. hearing, I was reading something earlier this morning. Peter DeBoer's really, really thinking long and hard about giving Logan Thompson the start. And Logan yeah, Thompson said, That's nice where I was going to go. That's where I was going to yeah. go. So, our guy that runs Vegas uh, hockey now, Owen Kreps, wrote about it uh, yesterday and again this morning that. Yep. You know, he's been brutal. Leonard's been really bad lately. He's struggling, yep. And Logan Thompson really impressed uh, when he was in there while Leonard was hurt. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him between the pipes tonight. And I, I honestly, I like their chances better just based on the current form of each goalie. I just, you know, I hope Leonard, for everything he's gone through mentally, he's uh, he's all right. I hope he's not going back into a, a spell there. And uh, I heard, you know, they were saying. Yeah, you hope it's not the mental, the health. Yeah, severe, and, you know, and unfortunately, and just some real classless. Yeah. Vegas yeah. fans have been torturing him on uh, social media and making fun of his uh, mental stability, which is just classless. That's terrible. It is. It's absolutely terrible. Like, this guy's on your team, guys. Maybe support him. Maybe pump him up instead of bring him down. Yeah. You know? You're right. It's very, very simple. You know what it is? It's being uh, butthurt from Marc-Andre Fleury being passed over in favor of Leonard. But yeah. don't take it out on Leonard. Take it out on uh, uh, McCrimmon. Take it out on George McPhee. You know, take it out on the front office if you're not happy that they said, you know what, we're going to let Flurry go, we're going to cut him loose, and we're going to stick with Leonard. Don't take it out on Robin Leonard. Yeah. Have you seen Robin Leonard and Prescott? Does he look like a bad guy? 
Does he look like a guy that deserves that kind of? Well, he looks like the type of guy that I'm sure none of these cowards behind the keyboard would ever say it to his face. So, (laughs) you're right about that one. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. If there's Vegas, I wouldn't tell him I didn't like his shirt, Jimmy. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) he's a very big dude. Yeah, he is. He's a big guy, and uh, (laughs) like I say, uh, he's struggling. But back off, you know. And, and, and yeah, grow up and be, be be a human being. Be be a be a compassionate human being, especially knowing what he's gone through in the past as yes. well. We don't have to just you know just pile on the poor guy. You know, obviously the, the Logan and Logan Thompson, by the way, just to get back to hockey here on this, uh, the, the numbers don't lie. He has been not just serviceable; he's been very good. Seven and four is his record in ele- in twelve mm-hmm. starts. 2.55 goals against average, or this 11 starts, I should say, 7 and 4, 2.55 goals against 921 save percentage. Those are really good numbers out of Logan Thompson. And I think that is the holdup on the goalie confirmation is that Peter DeBoer really is seriously considering Thompson being in net tonight uh, based on the fact Leonard's fighting the puck a bit, struggling with some confidence, and Thompson's been very solid each and every time he's been in the net lately. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Knights and Flames. Well, something something that you mentioned is something that I uh, am big on and kind of missed messed up on a little bit. I'd say is uh, jumping on Vegas maybe one game too early. You know, they've got the full roster. Uh, the boys are back, and uh, you know, like you always say, sometimes it is nice to have one game. And I guess I got a little too excited to see all these guys playing together. But in this plus one forty spot, let's not forget. I mean, Calgary. I mean, look what happened between these two teams. Vegas, at one point, was were you know very heavy faves to win the division. Now, now we don't even know if we're going to see them in a couple weeks from now. Um, you know, when I talked about the start of the show, I've been I've been having a hard time reading these situational spots. But when it comes down to it, off that last game for Vegas, I love the fact that they played until the final whistle. They forced overtime. They lost an OT, but they had Shay Shay Theodore. Uh, Jack Eichel, a lot of these guys had great games. And mm-hmm. at one point when I checked, it was a five point something goals against average during the game for Robin Leonard. That's just a fact. And, and the defense let him down a little bit early in the game too. But I love the way they battled in the third period. I'm not saying I expected them to give up, but they, did, they sure as hell did a great job of fighting until as much as they could. Um, so I do, I have a little sprinkle, small play here on uh, the Knights plus 140. And I haven't gotten there yet, but this might be one of the games I take an overtime prop with as well. So a little I'm planning bit of on a... taking two or three. Yep. Uh, that Dallas game might be one of them. So, yeah, might be one of them. Absolutely, uh, definitely. Uh, I could see that one being a, a, a close game as well. Uh, I think this one will be as well. But like I said, I think we get a good Vegas, and you like them a little bit at the plus price, and maybe look toward the uh, draw as well. All right, we got two games left: New Jersey and Colorado. Does Colorado left? Did they leave any goals in the holster for tonight? After that shellacking they handed out to the LA Kings uh, last night, we'll see. But Colorado minus two ninety uh, home favorites here in this game. Uh, the total uh, currently at about uh, six and a half, pretty much across the board in this one. Uh, obviously, back to back for uh, Colorado, but no travel involved here as they take on this uh, Devils team. Uh, we'll see how it goes here tonight with these two. I like the over in this game, to be quite honest with you. I mean, New Jersey. I think will. I think New Jersey will find the back of the net here tonight uh, in this game because you're likely going to get Pavel Francouz in net. It hasn't been confirmed, 
Uh, but obviously, we saw Kemper against L.A. last night. He's been brilliant lately for them. I can't say the same thing about Francois. He has not been great uh, in the times he's been given the net lately. Four goals allowed to the Winnipeg Jets in his last start. Uh, he gave up three to Philly, three to San Jose, four to the New York Islanders. Uh, he's been given up three plus with regularity, you know, and I think five of his last six starts, Pavel Francois for Colorado has given up at least three goals. One thing New Jersey can do is score. You know, they're not good at keeping the puck out of their own net, but they're very good at finding the back of the net right now. And what's impressed me is that they've had Jack Hughes out for the last few games, and you're starting to see that offense start to perk up again. You know, they went in Dallas uh, against a stingy Stars team, put three goals on the board, beat them, and then they absolutely pummeled Arizona the other night, 6-2. to two. Now, everybody is scoring on Arizona. Uh, there's no question about that right now. But still, Devils go in there. They put up a six spot uh, in that game. They take care of business. So I'm also going to look at the Devils team total tonight in this game. Two and a half even money, plus 100, minus 110. It's all you got to lay with the New Jersey Devils team total uh, in this one uh, over two and a half. I think they can get three goals uh, in this one. Colorado, I, I mentioned it with uh, Francois. He's given up three goals minimum. Five of his last six starts, that fits with New Jersey getting the three goals tonight uh, in this game. A rested team as well with Colorado, of course, on the uh, back-to-back. Uh, I definitely think Colorado will score, though. I mean, good luck if you're the Devils trying to keep in check McKinnon and this uh, juggernaut offense, which exploded for nine goals against the Kings last night. Now you go up against this mishmash uh, uh, Swiss cheese uh, New Jersey defense at times with Nico Dawes in net. Uh, you know, that's asking for trouble, I think, defensively for the Devils. So I like the over six and a half, but I'm also going to go with the Devils team total uh, over two and a half as well in this game. And as far as the props go, you know, we struck magic la uh, last game, struck gold with uh, Zetterland uh, for the uh, New Jersey Devils. We caught on to the fact that he was going to get those top line minutes for the uh, Devils. Uh, and there obviously was an opportunity to take some excellent prices with him. And Lindy Ruff is not changing the lineup one bit tonight. Not Why would he? You know, they beat Arizona. You don't alter a winning lineup. Most coaches don't do that. Uh, and so Zetterlund's right back on the top line with uh, Nico Heeshear and Igor, uh, Igor Sharangovich tonight. So uh, that top line remains intact uh, for the New Jersey Devils tonight. So I say you go right back to the well with uh, Zetterlund here, you know, because he's plus 450 to score. They adjusted it. Not, en not enough. I mean, it's plus 450 now instead of plus 550, plus 600. Still didn't adjust it enough for a guy that's playing on the top line as far as I'm concerned. So uh, I still think there's tremendous opportunity with uh, Zetterlin there in terms of uh, scoring a goal tonight uh, in this game. Uh, I'll go right back to that. Well, he scored his first NHL goal the other night, plus 450 for him to find the back of the net tonight. I think that's worth a look. Burakovsky scored the other night. He's streaky. That much I know about him. So when he scores one game, chances are you might want to roar back and take him again the next game. So mm -hmm. Burakovsky for Colorado should find, might, might be a good goal scorer prop to look at on the Avalanche side. Come playoff time too, Ian, I think he'll be someone to look for with the props. Yeah, and like I said, streaky for sure. He can go a few games, not really noticing much, not score anything. Uh, not score any goals, and then all of a sudden he gets one one game, and then he can reel off you know four, five, six straight games with a goal. Uh, that's usually what he does for the. Uh, did, that's what he was like in Washington too, uh, and he's been like that here a lot with the uh, Colorado Avalanche as well. Jimmy, what do you think here, New Jersey and Colorado? Uh, I think Jimmy is. Uh, oh, there, there he is. is. Sorry about that guys. 
I'll, I'll tell you what I think here. I, I, I think maybe that uh, Colorado used up all their uh, scoring last night. I, I don't see this game as a cinch to go over, though it should between these two teams, but I'm going to stay away from that. What I'm going to do is maybe catch the Colorado Avalanche sleeping here a bit and take New Jersey plus one and a half in this. All right. Is my yep. bet. Yeah, I mean, uh, New Jersey. It, it, it uh, smells like a trap game to me. Yeah, and they've actually been betting New Jersey. This opened minus 350 on Colorado, and it's down to like minus 290 plus 300. Mm-hmm. There's been a 50-cent move on New Jersey. So people are seeing this as well a little bit, that, look, they beat Edmonton, they, they beat L.A. Those are two uh, playoff-bound teams. L.A. was tired. in the West. Yeah, L.A. was tired. And they've got the big game with Carolina on Saturday. Yep. So it's that classic, classic, you know, that's – it's it's it, – from a spot perspective, it's not a Colorado spot. It isn't. They're off two big games against Edmonton, L.A., and they've got Carolina coming up at home on Saturday. And in between, they've got little old New Jersey. There's no doubt it's a, it's a dubious spot for Colorado, but can we trust New Jersey defensively enough for them to take advantage of it? In terms of winning the game, I mean, or staying within a goal for that plus one and a half, that's the legit question. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? You know, I, I think that, uh, I mean, it's like Jimmy was saying, you know, and, and you said as well, Ian, can, can we can we look at a team that just scored so many goals and is so talented and, and expect a, a letdown spot potentially here? I'm going to go with that over two and a half team total for the New Jersey Devils, uh, kind of the contrarian side as well, and, and kind of just hope for them to get some of their own. Um, just to address real quick, the, a comment we saw in the live chat about um, the Colorado Avalanche. Look, they've been favorites all year long to win, and the price is just getting worse and worse and worse. Talking about it being Stanley Cup or bust, you know, uh, you definitely need to see something happen with this team and, and need to see them go very far because the talent that they have, the moves that they've made, the roster that they've constructed, um, it's time to see a big playoff run for them. And, you know, from a betting standpoint, because this is a betting show, I'll tell you what, um, unless you're perfectly comfortable with with taking big prices, it's going to be one of those spots, and we'll talk about it during, you know, during the Ice Guys episodes. But you got to bet, you know, exact series score or you know the series spreads with this Colorado team because you're not going to be able to make any money early in the playoffs with them with just not taking the money line uh, series. But uh, I, I think they're the real deal, and you know, it's kind of like you know people used to tell me, hey, you know, minus one ten on Matthews isn't a good bet to score a goal. Sometimes juice works and the Colorado Avalanche are big favorites for a reason. You know, would you guys say they shouldn't be as big of favorites as they are? I mean, I'm perfectly, I think it's an appropriate number for what they are. Yeah, I agree with it. I'm just not betting it. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. They, they, based on the records and, and, and the defensive issues and the goaltending issues, this devil's team constantly has Colorado should be a sizable in this 300 range. But there's people that hate the spot, and I understand why people hate the oh, spot. Oh, I'm in the playoffs for as far as that goes. But yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but, I agree. For, but for tonight, I, like for he was talking about the Stanley Cup odds about oh, yes. how they're big favorites, and you no, know, they deserve it right now. Yeah, they deserve it right now. What they're gonna they're gonna have the most points in the league uh, in the uh, regular season. So no, they've earned that uh, position. I just wouldn't bet them, you know, with those odds. Like I said. You know, or I think a couple of shows ago, I said it somewhere that if I'm looking at Stanley Cup futures right now, I'm starting to look at 18 to one or better at this stage of the season. I start with the Rangers and 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 Minnesota, St. Louis. You know, some of those teams that are in that 18 to one or better range. 
that's where I start to look. I'm not really interested mm-hmm. now in Colorado or Tampa Bay or Calgary or Florida. Uh, I found if you, if you like those teams to win the cup, you should have bet them months ago or, or before the season. Right. Not necessarily now. Uh, all right, good stuff. We got one game left, and we wrap it up with it. Uh, Arizona, Vancouver. We've got uh, the Vancouver Canucks minus three two seventy here. Uh, home favorites in this game uh, against the uh, Coyotes. Uh, the total right now uh, six uh, shaded to the over in this one. Uh, this to me, when I look at the uh, number here, uh, I like the team total over three and a half. Vancouver. I mean, we've just talked about it. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the regulation line is overpriced, minus 180, minus 190. Can't take that. I'm not crazy about taking the puck line, although I, I do lean that way. I would just rather just sit back and say, let's lay a buck 45 and trust Vancouver to score four goals, which I think they will uh, tonight against this uh, Arizona team. Arizona cannot keep the puck out of their own net. The defense is a disaster area. The roster is gutted with uh, injuries and people out of the lineup. I've, I've mentioned it repeatedly. Uh, Chikrin, Fisher, Hayton, Kraus, Clayton Keller. I mean, it is just uh, way too many key cogs out for the uh, Arizona Coyotes right now to overcome it. Uh, and I think in this spot tonight, they're going to have a uh, tough time uh, keeping the puck out of their own net as they have repeatedly uh, for the last uh, several games. I mean, the numbers don't lie here for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. This has been an absolutely disastrous a defensive hockey team for a long period of time. Now you look at Arizona entering tonight's game, six to New Jersey, given up six to Vegas, given up five to Vancouver in the desert last week, five allowed to St. Louis. Uh, that's just the last four games. Anaheim puts five on the board against them. Really the only time they allowed less than five, the last six games was Chicago. That's the only time. So they can't defend right now. Vancouver is obviously desperate as all get out. You can't have a look ahead. You can't have a game where you're uh, complacent or you look past someone, not with where they are uh, in the standings. And I'll give Vancouver credit. They are going to play this out as hard as they can down the stretch, and they will not give up on making the playoffs until they're mathematically out. Mm-hmm. And right now it's it's still an uphill battle because, you know, they've won a few games now and they're still six points behind Dallas for that second wild card spot. But until they're officially out, I expect the, uh, uh, the focus to be there. I expect the urgency to be there for Vancouver. And really, uh, urgency and effort tonight is probably all they need to roar past Arizona here. So Canucks team total for me, uh, over three and a half. Jimmy, what do you think, Arizona-Vancouver? I'm going to go with Vancouver on the puck line here. I know that it's not the best value, but uh, give me them to minus one and a half at minus 125. Yeah, it's in that minus 120, minus 125 range, if you like Vancouver here, minus one and a half uh, on the puck line. Uh, Andrew Coyotes, Canucks. Yeah, I'm right there with you on the team total, uh, three and a half with the Canucks. Uh, <laughs> impressed by the way they're playing. They haven't taken the foot off the gas pedal quite yet, and I, I don't want to step in front of them. So, um, you know, I've heard some people saying today that Coyotes might be tanking. <laughs> What do you mean? They're just not good. <laughs> they just don't have a. They have an AHL roster yeah, they put yeah. out on the ice every night. I think it's more to do with that than tanking. Yeah, I love when people throw around that word because it's like, do you think these guys really are like just throwing these games? <laughs> they just aren't winning the games, and Vancouver is going to be hungry, and they've got a lot of guys playing well right now. So, yeah, give me hopefully four goals for the Nucks tonight. Now he's actually played pretty decently, but still, Nick Ritchie's not a top line hockey player. But on this team right now, he is because of all the injuries that they've got right now. Him with Boyd and Schmaltz. But then look at the drop-off. You've got Andrew Ladd, who's 
best days are way behind him on the third line. Nathan Smith, Matias Michelli, Jack McBain, uh, old Louis Erickson, whose best days are behind him. Uh, Phil Kessel's not giving you much these days. Hayton's now banged up. So who do you put on the second line center? Carconi's there. I mean, it's just, that's an AHL roster right now. Simple as that uh, for, for Arizona. So uh, it's hard. It's hard to compete. And it's going to look like they're tanking because they're losing and they're, they haven't been close in some of these games lately. But, yeah, uh, you give Andre Tourney, you give any coach this roster, you know, it's, it's good luck making something out of it. You know, it's not easy. Uh, and we're finding that out right now with the uh, Arizona Coyotes. All right, great stuff with Jimmy and Andrew. Great show. Huge card, 12 games, uh, loaded show. We appreciate you guys joining us, though. Hit the like button. A reminder, DraftKings Sportsbook official sports betting partner of the NHL. Make sure you sign up there. Get involved. It's a great sports book. Great partners here, THPN, the Ice Guys. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. Uh, that's right. You know, uh, new customers, you can light the lamp uh, and get involved. If uh, DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and bet just $1 on any NHL team bet and win $150 in free bets if they win. Uh, that's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Uh, see DraftKings.com uh, slash Sportsbook for details. Restrictions apply. Uh, call 1-800-GAMBLER uh, if you have issues. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. We've got uh, best bets to wrap up this mammoth Thursday edition of the show. Uh, Jimmy, we'll start off with you. Uh, what do you like here tonight for best bet? Well, you know what? I'm going to change it up. I didn't say it earlier. I said, I, you know, I was looking at the Ottawa Bruins game there and I was staying away from that side, but I am going to actually jump on it now and do a Jimmy puck line on that. After that stat, I saw that Ottawa just can't win there. And, you know, you, you convinced me and these guys are going to be revved up. They want to, Proved the coach wrong after he called him out. So uh, I like the Bruins with a big win here tonight. Uh, give me the Bruins on the puck line. All right, there we go. Boston Bruins puck line uh, for Jimmy here against uh, Ottawa tonight. That's minus one and a half around minus 110. The price with that Bruins puck line. Best bet for Jimmy Murphy. Uh, Andrew, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, I'm going to rock with that. Uh, Leafs and Capitals over uh, last two times. The least fun fact here, guys. The last two times the Leafs have been upset by the Buffalo Sabres. Their next game, they scored at least four goals. Uh, so they're good at losing to the Sabres, but they're also good at bouncing back big time the next game, whether it's being victorious or just being involved in high scoring games. Washington playing good hockey right now, but I don't trust them defensively. Six and a half. Hey, fine with me. Over six and a half, Capitals Leafs. All right. Over six and a half with the Capitals and Leafs. Best bet for Andrew McGinnis. My best bet. Owen, pa Owen Powers' home debut, first home game here for the Buffalo Sabres tonight. I expect them to be every bit as fired up tonight as they were against Toronto for St. Louis. You got Bennington in net. I need to see it again, even though he was good against the Islanders. I need to see it again. He can have two good games in a row. Uh, a Buffalo team that's got their offensive confidence at home here. St. Louis caught in between the big win against Boston and two mammoth games on the weekend against Minnesota and Nashville. I think tonight they... Uh, not get tripped up, but I'm going to play it safe with the best bet. Not money line or puck line with Buffalo. I'm just going to trust them to get three goals tonight. 
And this over two and a half team total for Buffalo has just been absolutely phenomenal now for the better part of the last dozen to 15 games for Buffalo, where I think they've gone, scored at least three goals in all but two of their, those games. Uh, it's been a great bet, and I think it'll be a great bet again here tonight. Buffalo team total over two and a half uh, at minus 120 uh, for my best bet here for this Thursday NHL card. That'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Uh, hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Jimmy Murphy and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy this great, large NHL card. Cash some tickets. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.